0: Locked Talk Radio.
1: Mike's got something, all right. He's got America. But there are guys who stay up nights
2: figuring out how to take that away from him.
3: I happen to know the facts. My friends, I'm just an average American. But I'm an American American. And some of the things I see in this country of ours make my blood boil. I see people with foreign acclimatic. I see Negroes holding jobs that belong to me and you. Now I ask you, if we allow this thing to go on, what's going to become of us real Americans?
4: I've heard this kind of talk before, but I never expected to hear it in America. Well, I seem to know what he's talking about.
3: What are we real Americans going to do about it? You'll find it right here in this little pamphlet. The truth about Negroes and foreigners the truth about the Catholic Church!
4: You, you believe in that kind of and talk? it all
1: makes right. pretty good sense to me.
3: And I tell you, friends, we'll never be able to call this country our own until it's a country without. Without what? Yeah, without what? Without Negroes. Without alien foreigners. Without Catholics. Without Freemasons.
1: you know these What's wrong with the Masons? I'm a Mason.
4: Hey, that fellow's talking about me. And that makes a difference, doesn't it?
3: These are your enemies. These are the people who are trying to take over our country. Now you know them. You know what they stand for. And it's up to you and me to fight them. Fight them and destroy them before they destroy us. Thank you.
4: Before he said Mason, you were ready to agree with him. Well, yes, but he was talking about, what well, about those other people? But in this country, we have no other people. We are American people. What about you? You aren't American, right? I was born in Hungary, but now I am an American citizen. And I have seen what this kind of talk can do. I saw it in Berlin. What were you doing there? I was a professor at the university. I heard the same words we have heard today. But I was a fool then. I thought Nazis were crazy people, stupid fanatics. But unfortunately, it was not so. You see, they knew that they were not strong enough to conquer a unified country. So they split Germany into small groups. They used prejudice as a practical weapon to cripple the nation. Of course, that was not easy to do. They had to work hard to do it. You see, we human beings are not born with prejudices. Always they are made for us. Made by someone who wants something. Remember that when you hear this kind of talk, somebody is going to get something out of it. And it isn't going to be you. This is not classroom theory. I saw it happen. I saw it first in Berlin in 1932. Five young men that I knew were standing in the crowd listening to the Nazi speaker. Eric was a Catholic. Anton, a student of mine, was a Jew. Heinrich owned a small hardware store. Karl was a farmer. And Hans was an unemployed metal worker.
5: To all Boerian Germans, I say it is time you inherited the nation which rightfully belongs to you. To you alone belongs the glorious destiny of the greater Germany. The Nazi Party will provide land for the farmer, work for the worker, and profits for the small businessman. Who is getting these things now? The Jew. The Jew who has stolen our nation and our birthright. Who makes all the money and takes all our jobs? The Jew. He must be shunned. He must be ostracized. He must be eliminated. And the Catholics. We don't want our great nation run by a foreign church. We Germans will know what to do with these people when the time comes. They and their faith must be destroyed. Then there are the Freemasons. In Germany, we have no place for secret societies. There may be only one society, and that is the Nazi party. There may be no secrecy about that in the new, greater Germany.
4: One by one, he attacked each minority, and he split them off one from the other. These men were all fellow Germans when they came here today. Now they were split into rival groups suspicious of each other, hating each other. They were being swindled, all of them. But the man who was really being fooled was Hans. He was pure German, according to Nazi standards. To him they promised everything, and he fell for it. That's how Hans became a Superman. They gave him a uniform and they pumped up his ego. He wasn't just a little fellow out of work anymore. He was a member of the master race. Hundreds and thousands of others like him. All playing a sucker's game. They gambled with other people's liberty. And of course they lost their own. A nation of suckers. Hitler needed these people. There was lots of work to be done. There were trade unions to be smashed because unions were organized and might offer resistance. There were many political parties in Germany. These the Nazis destroyed. They were determined to smash every organization where people might band together and resist them. There were Jews to be beaten and killed. The Jews were not powerful, but they were a convenient excuse for all the nation's ills. And besides, a Nazi party member could not take over this man's store. Hundreds of Catholics were put in jail because the Catholic Church had strength and could resist the Nazi drive for power. They had split the nation into a hundred pieces. And then, one by one, they had destroyed the pieces. Over these broken pieces, the Nazis rode into power. One party, one nation, one religion. These men had won their struggle for power. They now ruled all of Germany. But still they had trouble with their oldest and most persistent enemy, the truth. They found that truth does not die easily. And so they decided to abolish truth. One great source of truth is literature. So they burned books, 20 million of them. Many great men in Germany who were spokesmen for truth were jailed or driven from their country. Teachers, writers, scientists. Education was discouraged. In five years, college attendance dropped 53%. It was forbidden to listen to a British radio program or read an American newspaper. In Nazi Germany, you had to get your information from Dr. Goebbels. He knew what was best for you. The church was one forcing Germany still strong enough to proclaim the truth in public. This Catholic priest was arrested the following day on charges of immorality. The Protestant church also continued to try and fight for truth. The Nazis put this man in a concentration camp. There were others who spoke for truth, and I am proud to say that educators were among them.
1: And what, may I ask, is an area I don't know myself. but let us see what our present so-called authorities have to say about him. They say he is tall, slender, blue-eyed, and blond. There is no Aryan race, and more important, there is no master race. There are people who may find these ideas convenient, but science cannot support them. There is no scientific proof that there is any correlation between a man's racial characteristics and his native ability or character. In all racial groups, we find the same range of potentialities. We find idiots and geniuses, we find criminals and philanthropists. We must judge each man as an individual and not by the color of his skin or his eyes or by the length of his nose. Come in, gentlemen. It's comfortable. And remember that there is no master race. That is a scientific truth. Anyone who tells you otherwise is
4: lying. And so for all practical purposes, truth has been abolished in Germany. A lot of my German friends wondered, what had hit them? How did it happen? Where did it start? It started right here. And this was where it could have been stopped. If those people had stood together, if they had protected each other, they could have resisted the Nazi threat. Together they would have been strong, but once they allowed themselves to be split apart, they were helpless. When that first minority lost out, Everybody lost that. They made the mistake of gambling with other people's freedom. Now let's see how those bets paid off. Karl the farmer was gambling on a better life for himself. What he got was extra hours of back-breaking work, as much as a hundred hours a week. He was forced to stay on his land and produce what he was told to produce, because now Hitler was preparing for war. For Heinrich, who owned the hardware store, that that didn't pay off either. 104,000 small businesses were closed in two years. And for Hunt, conditions hadn't improved any. He had a job now, in the munitions factory, but he worked long hours for little pay. The working conditions grew increasingly bad. And even though he didn't like the job, he wasn't permitted to leave it. And when Hitler decided the time was right, Germany went to war, not by declaring war, but by a carefully prepared sneak attack. Once again, Hitler needed Hans to do his dirty work. Hans was an expert at brutality by this time, and Hitler had decided to use Hans and his brutality against other people, the Czechs, the Poles, the French, the Russians. But in the crucial test of war, Hitler's race theories didn't pay off. His pure blooded supermen were defeated by the mongrel armies he despised. By the British at El Alamein. By the Russians at Stalingrad. Then on D-Day by American soldiers of every color and religion, who smashed across the Normandy beaches and drove on through to the heart of Germany. For the misguided Germans who had swallowed the Nazi bait, the Nazi game did not pay off. The continent of Europe was strewn with millions of German bodies, pure Aryan bodies. Karl the farmer was left in the snow outside of Moscow. Heinrich stayed in Italy at Salerno and Hans, who was going to rule the world, got only a little patch of Normandy that he could call his own. We must never let that happen to us or to our country. We must never let ourselves be divided by race or color or religion because in this country we all belong to minority groups. I was born in Hungary. You are a Mason. These are minorities and then you belong to other minority groups too. You are a farmer. You have blue. You go to the Methodist church. Your right to belong to these minorities is a precious thing. You have a right to be what you are and say what you think because here we have personal freedom. We have liberty. And these are not just fancy words. This is a practical and priceless way of living. But we must work at it. We must guard everyone's liberty or we can lose our own. If we allow any minority to lose its freedom by persecution or by prejudice, we are threatening our own freedom. And this is not simply an idea. This is good, hard, common sense. You see, here in America, it's not a question whether we tolerate minorities. America is minority. And that means you and me. So let's not be suckers. We must not allow the freedom or dignity of any man to be threatened by any act or word. Let's be selfish about it. Let's forget about we and they. Let's think about us.
6: Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the C. Robert Jones Conservative Report. I am Cool Mike in for Dr. Jones who is on vacation. He should be back tomorrow. Uh, First and foremost, uh, I want to thank everybody, uh, the nice numbers and the good support for everyone. We weren't sure about having a show. However, based on the fact that George Zimmerman uh, was indicted and uh, Dr. Jones didn't schedule the show because I thought he may be back today, um, I'm on board uh, leading us into conservative primetime for tonight. Well, George Zimmerman has been arrested, But before that, uh, tonight's show is in loving memory of Sergeant First Class Richard Hirama, age 27, of Hudsonville, Michigan. He was taken to be with his lord after he was killed in combat uh, in Iraq, April 25, 2006. Today's show is dedicated in his loving memory that our soldiers are never, ever forgotten. Well, 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 the animals from the jungle finally got part one of their desire and dream come true. George Zimmerman, the killer of the innocent Travon Martin, now sits behind bars. He turned himself in. Uh, he's in protective custody, but he is incarcerated and he is in jail. Special Prosecutor A- Angela Corey says that the 28 year old Zimmerman, uh, she wouldn't say where he was, excuse me, However, she said he will be in court within 24 hours, which would be tomorrow. And his attorney, uh, Mr. O'Mara, that's George Zimmerman's attorney, O'Mara, said he will be there and he will plead not guilty. It will be a second-degree murder found, uh, second-degree murder charge. Well, well, well. I wonder if even if he's uh, found guilty and lynched, if the racists will still be happy. The Black Panthers and their female counterparts, the savages and untamed jungle animals, filled with all hatred, talking about just killing all whites. You know, nobody is born to hate. Uh, the piece that led us into here, the individual talks about there is no color barrier. There is no racial barrier. There is no religious barrier. We are Americans. An awful lot of people are getting rich off the all off the people who are just jumping up and down, jumping up and down, causing all kinds of problems. Uh, you know, a child is just a child. And as a child, we play with people of all races, of all colors. Of all ch- Children don't play thinking you're black, you're white, I'm not going to play with you, I'm not going to hang out with you. They're poisoned. They're poisoned by other people. And that's what causes what we have here today, just these lies of injustice and blah, 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 never-ending, never, ever, ever-ending. They poison the truth, ABC, NBC. I mean, NBC gets rid of this uh, person for editing. ABC has to acknowledge, well, this and that. Reverend L. Sharpton. Well, Reverend Neil just didn't like being only on MSNBC. He had to get more and more publicity. Jesse Jackson, the Shakedown King, they're all bragging and supporting the, the, supporting the lady who says that there's going to be bloodshed and the killing of the pig, them white honkies swearing about them, black power, on and on and on, never ending. Let's start the war, they say. So, tonight, let the games begin as George Zimmerman is in custody um let's give a listen to uh um our dear friend um from the ladies Black panther movement our uh princess there uh well, hang on a second first first thing I wanna do is uh talk a little bit about uh I want to, uh, <laughs> I want to uh, bring back the fact that uh, a couple of years ago, well, several years ago I should say, we we're in the same situation. However, none of these so-called black experts bothered to really look into the case to see mm-hmm. if anything was done. And as it turns out, the lady was lying. She caused an uproar, blah blah blah, on and on and on. I don't recall one person apologizing. Well, of course, maybe they don't even know how. But anyway, give a listen. Let's recall some of the memories of the ancient.
0: Carolina's Attorney General will dismiss all charges against the three young men. Tonight, an inside look at how the case that once looked so strong fell apart so completely. It was just over a year ago that an anonymous woman's cry for help shocked a nation.
7: And he just called out to me. And I'm just so angry I didn't know who to call.
0: What had happened at Duke University. I
7: saw them all come out of like a big frat house, and me and my black girlfriend are walking by, and they called her to.
0: On one side, the best of the best, the privileged young scholar-athletes of the Duke University lacrosse team, 46 of the 47 players were white. On the other side, a 27-year-old black woman, a mother who worked part-time as a stripper while attending college herself on the other side of town. And her accusation wasn't just name-calling. She said she was gang-raped. There seemed to be a lot of evidence to prove it. An email uncovered by the police that one lacrosse player sent early the next morning hinting at what seemed to be the player's shocking and violent intentions. I've decided to have some strippers over, it read. However, there will be no nudity. I plan on killing the as soon as they walk in and proceeding to cut their skin off. 81 indictments. 12 of the 18 jurors sitting Within on the two weeks, theory. the story had riveted viewers across the country. It seemed everyone had an opinion, and many believed the alleged victim.
8: They've gotten away with a lot for a very long time. Why not go home and celebrate? You don't
0: think you're going to get in trouble. Some of the responses from college officials fuel the fire. Unfortunately,
1: they're young men, and sometimes young men, make bad decisions, make some bad judgments, and that's what this whole incident's about.
0: Just three weeks after the allegations surfaced, a stunning blow to the prosecutor's case. The DNA collected from the rape kit did not match any of the lacrosse players. The defense crowed.
9: None of the boys in that house that night are at all surprised in any way, shape, or form.
8: Because when you know you haven't done anything wrong, you don't worry about a test result. A lot of people are asking a lot of questions, sir. Can you help us sort this out? As to what but the
0: happens? district attorney Mike Nifon pressed on.
10: My presence here means that this case is not going away.
0: He arrested three of the lacrosse players, Reed Seligman, Colin Finnerty, and David Evans. Arrested them despite the lack of DNA evidence, and despite the fact he still had not interviewed the accuser. Though it did come out that when she was 18, the accuser filed a rape claim against three different men for raping her when she was 14. Those charges were never brought. More and more, it seemed, it was the prosecutor's zeal for the case, not the facts. That was making news. Linda Fairstein is one of the nation's most highly regarded prosecutors.
11: We heard the D.A. vouching for his case in ways that most prosecutors don't do publicly, Uh, certainly not before the investigators have completed an investigation of the case.
0: You know, I, I no longer get to go anywhere in my community without everybody knowing who I am. Public opinion began to turn. The prosecutor seemed to be enjoying the attention, too much.
9: There was pressure put on me to do nothing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's not doing your
2: job. My name is Dave Evans, and I'm the captain of the Duke University men's lacrosse team.
0: Dave Evans was the first of the accused to speak out and declare his innocence.
8: These allegations are lies, Fabricated fabricated, and they will be proven wrong.
0: More troubling evidence began to spill out. Defendant Reed Seligman is seen here taking money out of an ATM at the same time he was supposed to be raping the accuser. But perhaps most devastating was this woman, the dancer who had performed alongside the accuser that night at the Duke party. She said if there was a rape, she did not see it. I never saw a rape occur. Everybody
7: knows, I think, it's hard for me to remember who... Who knows what, you know, because
0: the facts are so simple to me, so elementary. The facts, as Kim Roberts told them, were that the lacrosse players were disappointed in their striptease, that racial slurs were used, and that then they left. As she told Chris Cuomo, the accuser wanted it to appear she had been attacked. What did she say to you that you haven't told people before?
11: Put marks on me. Go ahead. That's what I want. Go ahead. And it chilled me to the bone.
0: Despite all this, Mike Nyphong wasn't backing off. He began to duck the cameras he had once sought out. By December, the prosecution was falling apart. Mike Nyphong's own witness, DNA expert Brian Meehan, punched a huge hole in the case when he testified that he and the district attorney had agreed to withhold DNA evidence from the defense. Casey Johnson is a Brooklyn College professor and an ABC News consultant.
6: Jim Cooney, defense attorney, uh, took over the questioning and he asked
10: Meehan, did you enter into an agreement with the district attorney to intentionally withhold evidence? And Meehan said yes.
0: Withheld. It wasn't just that none of the lacrosse player's DNA had been found in the accuser's rape kit. The DNA of five other men was found and not disclosed. But the prosecutor still maintained he had done nothing
11: wrong.
1: There was no attempt to hide anything
11: from the way the report was done. I've never heard another instance, never, since my first DNA case in 1986 of a prosecutor saying to a forensic biologist, just give me the results I want to hear. Unconscionable.
0: Equally shocking, nine months into the case the DA, by his own admission, had still not interviewed the accuser. When he did, in December, he discovered her story had changed. She was unable to say whether she had been raped at all.
12: This
6: case represents the highest profile case of prosecutorial misconduct in modern
10: American history.
11: Oh, I think one of the tragedies of this case is that there is no way to make these three young men who were accused whole again if the accusations have been false. Um, there'll always be the asterisk that he was the defendant in the, in the Duke LaCrosse case. Uh, that's why you don't rush to judgment in these cases.
0: With the case falling apart, Mike Nifong now faced charges of his own, allegations that his behavior violated the state ethics regulations. And that's why prosecutors need to be held to such a high standard. The facts are not always as they may seem at first. This prosecutor goes on trial on Friday, facing disbarment for his behavior in this case. A final note, District Attorney Mike Nifong denies all of the ethics charges. And as for the three defendants, one, Dave Evans, graduated from Duke last spring. The other two young men have declined Duke's invitation to return, at least so far. And when we come back...
6: Wow. How soon we forget! How soon we forget! Let's just hang them. Let's just lynch them. Yeah, you know, some of these people, they they more hate. Nobody hates them because they're black. They hate themselves because they're black, and that's how it is. And it, it's really sad that uh, in 2012, it really goes to show just how. Uh, how stupid most of these followers of the same jungle animals? Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, while getting insanely rich, Maxine Waters. The list is endless of the of the leaders of the jungle. Um, they continue to lead the same type. It's always the upset type. The reason you can't make it is because George Zimmerman, Cool Mike. Blah, blah, blah. Never make a bit of sense on anything, but it's always the white man. The U.S. government (laughs) never ends. Our good good friend, the U.S. government, they're they're always to blame for every single problem we have. Bush. It's George Bush. Yeah. All right. I mean, just a never-ending, ending, ending, ending story. Same, same, same chapters. Different front cover. Travon Martin this time, before it's uh, whatever and however. Um, Before we go into uh, the break, uh, let's give a listen to the leaders of this group. These are the people, uh, these are uh, friends of Trevon Martin's parents. Uh, They love them. They all love each other. They worship each other. Uh, I don't know what else they do together. But anyway, the bottom line is that um, here's a perfect example of – just how much contempt and hate there is uh, coming from these people. Here is the leader, probably somebody Trevon Martin's family absolutely worships
7: as Christ. My power, Brother Sean. This is Sister Michelle, Chief of Staff for Tampa St. Petersburg, Power, I just want to say to all the listeners that's on this phone call if you are having any doubt about getting suited, booted and armed up for this race war that we in that has never ended. Let me tell you something. The things that's about to happen
9: hell no, we're talking about some blood, you're going to have to cross some blood and go through some blood and some battles, and there, there are those who wish they could stand in this hour to see the destruction of the devil's world and the devil's society, and I ain't talking about no dude underneath the ground with a pitchfork and holes. I'm talking about that blonde head, blue-eyed, sometimes brown-eyed, Caucasian walking around With a mindset, a demonistic mindset, and the nature to do evil and brutality.
7: I say to everyone that is on this call right now, I'm coming out of the gates like that greyhound on that rabbit's ass. And his prize, my prize right now this evening, is going to be the bounty, the arrest, dead or alive, for George Zimmerman. You feel me? To every brother, to every female. I am for violence if nonviolence means we continue postponing a solution to the American black man's problem just to avoid violence. You feel me? It's time to wake up. I don't know how else. It's it's in me to fight. It's in me to, to raise up soldiers. It's in me that every time my feet touch the ground, the state of Florida, these crackers, they scared. I'm telling you right now, I'm kind of pissed off right now that the state of Florida ain't on fire. This could not have happened in L.A. because some brothers up there are not scared to riot. This could not have happened in St. Petersburg, Florida, where the, the black men over there ain't scared to kill a cracker. This is real. We're attacked
9: anywhere in the world. We would defend ourselves by any means necessary. We have proposed and we're pushing forward with a national strike and Walk out on this, cracking on this, decent on these bastards. We are proposing and pushing for our people that you hit them in the pocket where it hurts. You starve capitalism. Since this racism that's being perpetuated, and this brutality that's being perpetuated, and this murder that's being perpetuated is built on the table legs of capitalism, you got to starve capitalism. What you're saying is real. and An act of war has been declared on us. We, we don't have no choice but to fight, but I, I want to say that we have to be trained how to fight. See, the whole purpose of the maneuvers that's happening in Sanford is to train in self-defense, because many of us think we're prepared for a battle, just like many of us think we're prepared for a fight, but if you are not training if you're not stocking up water, if you're not stocking up food, if you're not stocking up weapons and artillery and survival, books and gas masks and flashlights and canteens and uh, re- ready-to-eat meals and all that if you're not stocking that up, I don't know how serious we are right now. Absolutely, we want the complete removal of capitalism. Why? Because capitalism sets up a class Structure in a class society As I said in the beginning of the haves and have nots. That it, the pivotal point is Racism, it is racism That keeps and perpetuates A capitalistic motion And so yes, we want Capitalism completely eradicated Especially from the minds and hearts and dealings of black people March
0: 26, sixth, 19- nineteen
6: March 26th, I don't know how that happened (laughs) There you go, my friends Just give a listen, there you go What if that were, say, Rush Limbaugh on the phone Using those kind of slang terms Towards black people Bill O'Reilly Huh? How about if it were Dr. Jones or myself? Well, a perfect example is the beginning, uh, the introduction, where the individual was yelling and screaming, it's the Catholics, it's the blacks, it's uh, every single dividing people. United we stand, divided we fall. A perfect example of how these Black Panthers have managed to uh, join in with Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, uh, and, and just manipulate these people. These leaders, the Maxine Waters, these are untamed jungle animals. They are untamed. They are, they are basically just they are stirring up all kinds of problems. In the meantime, and I should say they probably are tame because they're awful smart, all of them have become millionaires and insanely rich, while the other people who are yelling and screaming and very upset, well, the reason they can't get ahead is the white man, as always. George Bush, Dick Cheney, Ronald Reagan, on and on and on, every single name. Individual people, um, there are individual cases where people, uh, due to no fault of their own, cannot be successful. But if you're not successful in today's day and age, look no further than a mirror. And, of course, success is defined in many different ways. But when you, if you make excuses for yourself, You'll never get anywhere. It's even even worse when you allow others like Waters and Sharpton and Jackson, um, Farrakhan, Jeremiah Wright, President Obama to make excuses, to make excuses on why one can not make it. There is nobody alive today that's a slave. I mean this is just utter ridiculous so now they've arrested zimmerman which is fine let let the process take its part if he is guilty of murder he should go to jail um he if he's guilty, found guilty of murder he should be executed actually the death penalty um that's how i believe but we shall see all the all the rush to judgments the rush to racism on and on and on and on never ending just never ever ever ending always something isn't it I mean it's really a sad story it really is that other people can still be manipulated and allow themselves to just be totally brainwashed by I mean these idiots this is just this is ridiculous it just makes no sense well it makes perfect sense Uh, let one let one start trouble and the other one finishes the job. And you've heard you heard uh, you heard the comments earlier on the telephone um, call with their fellow brothers and sisters. Just that never ending. Well, anyway, I want to thank everybody and welcome them into the chat room. Welcome to the C. Robert Jones Conservative Report. I am Cool Mike. We're going to take a quick little break catch our breath, refill our pops or our waters or whatever uh, beverage of the day we may be having or beverage of the evening. Um, also, a quick reminder again as we go into the break, today's show is a loving memory of Sergeant First Class Richard Herrema, age 27, from Hudsonville, Michigan. He was taken home to be with his lord after he was killed in combat during operations on April 25, 2006. An operation enduring freedom. May he rest in peace. May peace be with his family. And let them know on Conservative Primetime as well as the C. Robert Jones Conservative Report, we always honor our heroes. They are always in our prayers. And always in our thoughts. They have not died in vain. They are America.
1: The proper tone and spirit called for the occasion.
8: We are in the very midst of revolution, the most complete, unexpected, and remarkable of any in the history of the world.
1: Every post and every day rolls in upon us, independence,
7: like a torrent.
8: Our obligations to our country never cease, but with our lives.
3: We must all hang together, or most assuredly, we shall all hang separately. Why is it we hesitate? For God's sake, let us come to the final separation. The birthday of the new world is at hand. The tree of liberty is watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants both.
12: When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another.
13: And to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them.
8: A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation.
1: We hold these truths to be
8: self-evident.
1: That all men, that all men, that all
13: men are created equal.
8: That they are endowed
14: by
1: their creator with certain unalienable rights.
8: That among these are life, liberty,
10: and the pursuit of happiness.
8: That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed.
10: That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends.
8: It
3: is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and institute new government.
11: Laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form.
8: That to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness.
10: Prudence indeed will dictate that government long established should not be changed for light
8: and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer
13: while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed.
10: But when a long train of abuses and usurpation, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism,
2: it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards.
8: For the future of security. Such has been the patient suffering of these colonies.
2: And such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. We, therefore,
3: the representatives of, the of the
1: United
2: States of America, America, in general Congress, assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the World for the rectitude of our intentions
8: They have full power to live in war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish
13: commerce.
10: And to do all other acts and things which independent states may have right to.
12: And for the support of this declaration.
10: With a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence.
3: We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our
8: fortunes, and our sacred honor.
13: Why so large, Mr.
1: Hancock? So that Fat George can read it all the way from London without using this spectacle. <laughs> <laughs> On this day, we light a great torch of freedom.
13: <laughs> I am an American.
1: I. 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 We are Americans. Our citizenship in the United States is our national character. Our citizenship in any particular state is only our local distinction. By the latter, we are known at home. By the former, to the world. Our great title is
2: America.
10: April 11, 1951. During the Korean War, President Harry Truman relieves General Douglas MacArthur of his command in Asia.
5: General MacArthur is one of our greatest military commanders. But the cause of world peace is much more important than any individual.
10: MacArthur, who had challenged Truman's war policy, later gives his farewell speech before Congress.
1: Any soldiers
4: never die they just fade away. 1814.
10: Napoleon Bonaparte abdicates as France's emperor. He's banished to the island of Elba off the coast of Italy. That's where Napoleon remains for the next nine months until he mounts a brief return to power the following year. 1945. During World War II, American soldiers in Germany liberate Buchenwald, one of the first Nazi concentration camps. 1979. Idi Amin is deposed as Uganda's president as rebels and exiles backed by Tanzanian forces seize control in the African country. And 1970. Apollo 13 blasts off from Cape Canaveral, Florida on NASA's third manned mission to the moon. But that mission is later cut short when an explosion cripples the spacecraft. Apollo 13's crew manages to return safely to Earth. Today in history, April 11th. Tim McGuire, the Associated Press.
6: Well, welcome back. Proud to be an American. Well, well, at least most of us are. Um, today in History, always something always nice to play that. I really enjoy that. Um I really enjoy um hearing the children sing that song. So it's it's such a great, great um patriotic song and i just i absolutely love hearing it um <laughs> I'll have to play it when i uh when we start doing our own uh and when i when we let me try this again I'll have to play it when I get my own individual individual show anyway um next up we're gonna listen to the Reverend al and his movement um, prior to that maybe one of the reasons an awful lot of uh black people are following the wrong crowd. Well, maybe another person who uh, tends to want to be a leader, maybe he believes that government should provide everything for the people. That people shouldn't provide anything for themselves.
8: Freedom came from the Constitution. Why we should not, with high unemployment, look to our Constitution for the answer. Mr. Speaker, I believe that the answer to long-term unemployment is actually in the Constitution of the United States well let me say that a little differently it's not in the Constitution of the United States it should be in the Constitution of the United States and one of these days we're going to get there but I want to bring uh, to the uh, house's attention an important speech uh, delivered by our president Franklin Delano Roosevelt President Roosevelt said on January 11, 1944, from that microphone and that platform, it is our duty now to begin to lay plans and determine the strategy for winning a lasting peace and the establishment of an American standard of living higher than ever known before. He says we cannot be content, no matter how high the general standard of living may be, if some fraction of our people, whether it be one-third, one-fifth, or one-tenth, is ill-fed, ill-clothed, ill-housed, and insecure. This republic had at its beginning and grew to its present strength under the protection of certain inalienable rights, among them freedom of speech. Even Roosevelt is acknowledging that 50% of all jobs in 1944 come from freedom of speech, freedom of worship, trial by jury, freedom from unreasonable searches and seizures. They were our rights, Mr. Roosevelt says, to life and liberty. As our nation, he continues, has grown in stature, however, as our industrial economy has expanded, these...
6: What a hypocrite Jesse Jackson Jr. is. Supporting all those wonderful things, yes, of course. (laughs) We know what liberties are. Now, he should practice what he preaches. Reverend Al, take it away.
2: The the Trayvon Martin shooting has sparked a national movement. Right here in Sanford, we marched to the Civic Center behind me. But it's happening all over the country. 12 rallies were held today. In Atlanta, people gathered in front of the Georgia State Capitol and New Orleans students at the MLK Charter School wore hoodies and marched through the neighborhood to honor Trayvon. And over the weekend, rallies were held in more than 20 cities, including Chicago, Washington, DC, Columbia, South Carolina and Nashville, Tennessee, and churches all over the country, like this one in New York, held in services in hoodies yesterday. Athletes and celebrities are also getting involved. We're rallying, we're keeping the fight alive until George Zimmerman is arrested and we get justice for Trayvon. Joining me now in Sanford is the Reverend Jesse Jackson, founding president of the Rainbow Push Coalition. He's been with us demanding an arrest, joining us from LA, is actually a comedian, Sinbad. He's been very active in helping to bring awareness to the tragedy. Uh, Sinbad is about uh, the story that has moved so many, uh, and he and other celebrities are getting involved. Let me start with you, Reverend Jackson. Reverend Jackson, you're here. We've marched. We've been in front of commission. Your view of today. You
13: know, it's it's the particulars of this case as the universal character of racial injustice and racial profiling. For example, in this case. We hear on tape that a a non-police officer, a vigilante uh, decides that he sees a young black man. He's advised, don't pursue him. He chooses to pursue him. Uh, he chooses to, to kill him in cold blood. And the police come, he's over him with the gun. And then, Al, they do him even put a tape around the crime scene. The killer walks away. They do a drug test on the murdered man and let the killer go without a drug test, an alcohol test, even a gun test. And so it, the, the blatant uh, uh, disregard to humanity kind of touches folks in a different kind of way. And of course, we want Mr. Simon arrested. Uh, secondly, we want the, the law repealed, the, uh, the law that, in fact, allows, encourages vigilantism. And the third
6: Vigilanteism isn't just Jackson, one fine to talk. Well, everybody, it has come to that time. We'll let you uh, make your own decisions. However, C. Robert Jones will be back tomorrow. Uh, it's been great filling in for him. Thank you so much for your support for the last several weeks. God bless America. God bless our troops. And remember always, always, always be proud to be an American. I close today with a song That we are all familiar with Thank you very much everybody God bless you God bless them God bless our crew
14: If tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again Just my children and my wife I thank my lucky star To be living here today But the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that From the lakes of Minnesota To the hills of Tennessee Across the plains of Texas From sea to shining sea From Detroit down